sojourn in the land of promise as in a foreign land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob heirs with him of the same promise for he looked forward to the city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and all the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, one strength out of weakness became mighty in war and put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release that they might rise once again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging and even chains and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawed at two, they were tempted, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains, and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive that what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let's hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive.
The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerat by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Amidab, and Amidab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. And David was the father of Solomon by his wife Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asa, and Asa the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah, and his brothers at the time of the de de deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah that was the father of Sheatiel, and Sheatiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abud, and Abud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Akim, and Akim the father of Eliud, and Eliud the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Matam, and Matam the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the de deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the, to the Christ, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When, his Mary, when Mary, his mother, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, he was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and, she shall, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had born a son, and he called his name Jesus.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, a preacher was once speaking about fact compared to faith in his sermon. He spoke to, to the congregation saying that you are sitting here before me in this church is a fact. That I am standing speaking from this pulpit is a fact. But it is only faith that makes me believe anyone is actually listening to me. The epistle reading this morning, full of extraordinary and great examples of achievements of faith, began with these very words. By faith, Abraham sojourned in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For Abraham looked forward to the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. The epistle reading mentions the righteous and their sufferings for the sake of their faith in the true God, those who are our very ancestors in the faith and most certainly our examples. They certainly are our spiritual brothers and sisters in whom we should look for encouragement and strength as we ourselves wage our present invisible warfare, struggling for the salvation of our eternal soul. Now, without naming most of them, St. Paul describes their wondrous feats, achievements, and sufferings. First, we'll listen to what he says to go over it again, and then we'll learn who these people are. He wrote to us, and we heard, Through faith they conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two. They were tempted, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, wandering over deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, of whom the world was not and is not worthy. He wrote. So who are these unnamed righteous saints? As for the conquerors of kingdoms that he mentioned, and those mighty in war, David conquered the Philistines, Gideon defeated the Midianites, and Jephthah overthrew the Ammonites. Justice was enforced by Samuel, who was a righteous judge over Israel, exhorting the people to repentance, and governing them with equity and justice. Both David and Daniel 
by faith were delivered from the mouths of lions. The three holy children came out of the fiery furnace unharmed, without even the smell of smoke on their clothes. When, as it says in the book of Daniel, quote, one like the Son of God, end quote, descended into it with them as they chanted God's praises in the midst of that blaze. Judith, Samson, and Hezekiah all received heavenly strength in times of weakness. It was by faith that the prophet Elias raised the son of a widow from the dead and that his disciple Elisha performed the same miracle. In the book of 2 Maccabees, Eleazar and a mother and her seven sons are all brutally tortured and put to death because of their unwavering faith in the God of Israel and because they will not in the least compromise their beliefs. The second brother in the story, having been offered freedom if he would but deny his religion, boldly told his torturers with his final breath, you dismiss us from this present life, but the king of the universe will raise us up to an everlasting renewal of life because we have died for his laws. The prophet Jeremiah was chained and imprisoned for preaching the word of God. And the prophet Zechariah was put to death by stoning. The prophet Isaiah suffered the fate of being sawn in two with a wooden saw. Some of the righteous were banished and had to seek refuge far away from their homes and people, being reduced to extreme poverty and privation. They were clothed in rags, in sheepskins and goatskins, having nothing to eat and being tormented by their enemies. So why did they suffer such things? Again, because of their unwavering faith and fidelity to their God. They were outcast in the eyes of their own society, mocked, ridiculed, but they put their trust in the Lord and obeyed him, whom they knew will crown them with the imperishable crown of eternal life. Sometimes this is hard, I know, brothers and sisters, as Christians today, to stick out sometimes like a sore thumb and not fit in because of being tempted to become just one of the gang, to be accepted by society, by our schoolmates or our colleagues, is a tremendous temptation that each and every one of us face in some way, shape, or form. But instead of being self-conscious about being different as Christians, we should rejoice in our hearts and give humble thanks to God for leading us on this straight and narrow path which takes us to heaven. Instead of the wide and easy road, as Christ said, that leads to destruction. We are grateful to be in the company of Christ and of his saints. 
let us strive to enter by the narrow door as our Lord told us. Consider the festivities at hand of this present season of Christmas. How many around us in this world are anticipating as we are the coming into the world of the newborn king? How many people are aware that he who has no mother according to his divinity became the son of a virgin according to his humanity? How many have considered giving the gift of their own hearts to Christ, committing their life to him whose birthday we will be celebrating in just a week? How many in the world have fasted, gone to extra services, prayed more fervently, preparing themselves for the spiritual celebration of this universe-changing event? How many have sought after repentance and taken advantage of this special time for holy confession, understanding that the forgiver of sins, God himself, is coming in the flesh to comfort us and to relieve us from our transgressions? What did the good news of the gospel tell us this very morning? In the words of the angel to Joseph, that which is conceived in Mary is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. St. Paul reminds us and reassures us that here, on this present earth, we have no abiding home, but our citizenship is in heaven. We are citizens of God's heavenly city, and therefore, his laws are our laws. His ways become our ways. His thoughts, his will, necessarily become our thoughts and our will. Thy will, not my will, be done, O Lord, on earth, just as it is in heaven. We, like Abraham, look forward to the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So as we anticipate worshiping on Christmas Day, the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us, he who in the beginning was with God and is very God, he who has no genealogy according to his divinity, but only according to his humanity, Jesus Christ, the Savior, and Redeemer of the world. Let us remember those righteous men and women who were the outcasts and even the rejects of their society because of their unwavering commitment to their God. May their examples be as shining lights to us as we fight the temptation to go with the flow of society, whether in the commercialization or secularization of Christmas, or in anything else contrary to our faith, the very faith that we share in common with our holy ancestors mentioned this morning, of whom the world is not worthy. Our Christ and Master is born in a humble manger, unwelcomed and finding no room 
at the inn. May we ourselves go and worship him and offer our very selves to him. And to him be the glory and the power forever. Amen.